When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Instant Reaction Podcast here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. He is Levin Black. And Levin, ugly, ugly night for the 49ers all around. Ravens get the 33-19 victory. Nothing was good about tonight. Flat out, nothing. Quarterback play, the offensive line play, injuries, just a complete disaster for San Francisco. Yeah, it, it was off from the very start, like the game plan offensively was not the correct game plan at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like we, we talked about it in our, in our preview that you you had a defense that's number one in the league in terms of yards allowed per pass play, the middle of the pack in yards per run play. And they just gave up a bunch of yards to Kyron Williams of the Rams running the ball. Yet they came out not only passing, but like motioning McCaffrey out to make it easy to know that they're going to be passing, you know, not even trying to disguise anything. I feel like, I don't know what Kyle saw in his game prep, but he saw something that made him think if I move McCaffrey from the backfield and then line him out wide, it won't have an answer because he did it so many times in this game. It was frustrating at times. He wanted them to run the, the ball a little more, but the bottom line is you could complain about the running but this loss falls squarely on the shoulders of one man, and that is Brock Purdy. He threw four interceptions. And look, you can sit there and say balls were tipped, his arm was hit. 
I'm grading him on the same curve I graded Jimmy Garoppolo and every other 49ers quarterback. You threw four picks. That's on you. And that's why they lost. I think it is a shared blame game. Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy share this equally. The game plan was not. Yes, some of those interceptions were horrendously bad luck. But Purdy still didn't have a good game. Even when he wasn't throwing interceptions, he had a lot of throws that were just not accurate. That just weren't right. there. You know, he, he still had some of his good throws, but it was a, a easily the worst game Purdy has had. Yeah. And he had bad luck on top of it, making it horrendous. And the game plan was just, they, they weren't set up for success in this game. Well, they were they not going to succeed. They were with, moving the ball just fine, though. They were. They were kicking the, the hell out of them in the first half. They weren't running it, but they were moving the ball. Brock was turning it over. He was like 6 of 12. Even if you take away the turnovers, he still wasn't getting a lot of those short throws that just weren't there. Like well, I they said, like, they kept trying to motion and move McCaffrey out wide. And I feel like, okay, I don't know if you're trying to like make the defense tip their hand or what you're doing here, but all it's doing is allowing the defense to know exactly what's coming. All right, they're in shotgun, and there's nobody else in the backfield. Here comes a pass. What are you doing? The Rams found success and put up over 30 points against the Ravens just a, a handful of weeks ago by running the ball and then play-actioning off of it. The 49ers had 231 yards at halftime, and they were averaging 8.6 yards per play. It might not have looked pretty, and there were some – it was choppy, I agree with you. Like, there were, like, a lot of crap plays and then a huge play, and then some – it was choppy. I definitely agree. But they were moving the football in the game. What happened is something that you pointed out. The 49ers got 49ers. In the third quarter, when the Niners usually pull away from everybody – the Ravens absolutely pulled away. This was a four-point game at halftime. Yeah. And 17. Right. And the 49ers got the ball back to start the second half. And yet three, what, less than four minutes in, the 49ers were down 30 to 12 in the third quarter. It absolutely snowballed away from them in the second half. I don't know what was said at halftime. Never <laughs> say it again. Because when they came out, the Offense was that first series. It was half-assing it. The they then punted the ball. The defense gets the ball. They get scored on almost instantly. They came out flat-footed. The next possession was another terrible offensive possession, and they punt the ball. And there's a penalty after a long return on punt coverage. Wisniewski got the right. hit, and, and then they allow another very quick touchdown. And then on the return, Debo slips and falls. It's like, what was said at halftime for all three facets of the game to suddenly be terrible and come out with no energy? Like, there was no energy coming out of halftime. It, it was complete opposite of what we have seen from the 49ers. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but you know what? Like, nights like this happen. And, and I want to get to everybody's super chat in a minute. And thank you, everybody. We appreciate all the donations, and I will. But I just want to say this. Don't freak out. This week is going to suck. You're going to have to eat a burger this week. You will just are. Brace yourself for it. The Brock Purdy sucks takes are coming this week. Though I was seeing a bunch of 49ers are not really good takes on Twitter during the game. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to sit and eat all of it because they got destroyed in this game. We were clowning on Dallas and Philly and all that. And they're going to do that to us this week. And that you just have to take it. But two things can be true. 
The 49ers could have got destroyed. You got to take it from other fans. Fine. Whatever. But Michael Parsons, shut the hell up. Well, he was already on Twitter going at the 49ers. It's like, dude, you got beat. You allowed 42 points against this offense. Well, and they lost to Miami. Should, week, so, <laughs> like, the, uh, Dallas players should not be talking about the 49ers. Eagles right. players should not be talking about the 49ers. Like, you got embarrassed on the field against this team. So just shut up and sit down. Yes. And the 49ers were terrible tonight. Terrible. Not good in any phase. Terrible, terrible, terrible. They're still the best team in the NFC. They still have a quarterback that that was in the MVP conversation before tonight. He's not going to be anymore, but he was still there. They still control their destiny for the number one seed. They win the last two games. They're the number one seed. There's nothing anybody else can do about it. So, yes, this week is going to stink, but we have had a lot of good weeks here in 49er land, and we could still have everything we want going into the playoffs. So just a little perspective is all I'm asking for. So uh, just real quick, so I've seen a couple of people say it. I'm traveling. I'm in a hotel. So that's where my decorations went. Ah. Uh, but I will say, even with that, I still have more decorations than Vish. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to a bunch of super chats here because people have been waiting, and we really appreciate it. Uh, Warlock says, let's start the excuses. It's one game. It's against the AFC. Wait till the playoffs start. At least they made it to the Super Bowl. There's always next year. Have some integrity and tell the truth. Here's the truth. The 49ers lost for the first time in six games. They still have the best record in the NFC. Brock Purdy had a bad game, but has still been kicking ass. That is the truth. It is one loss, and it's a bad loss. I get it. I understand your pain. But let's just take a step back and realize where we are right now. I think two things can be true, but let's not just abandon ship because the 49ers played a bad game against a good team. I think perspective will probably come. It's just not going to come easily right now. Wednesday, Thursday, as the conversation changes and goes to Washington, that's when the perspective will come that, hey, they're still top the, the NFC. They still have a number one seed. Right now, uh, it, it still hurts. And speaking of yeah. hurting, that that's the big worry. Like, But one game, sure, you can lose one game. You can get blown out. Somebody pointed out on Twitter that the 94 49ers lost yes. 40 to 8 to yes. the Eagles. But the injuries? Well, the that's injuries, the yeah. Like the, the 49ers might be calling up Joe Staley to try to get him to come out of retirement or something like cluster wow. injuries. You had Trent Williams, groin injury, Jalen Moore, head injury. You had um who was it? They were down to their last friggin' offensive lineman. I'm trying to look at the, I can't even remember who was in the game. Burford was at tackle. He started with a B. It was like Burts or something like that. He, he's been in the league like five years, but he's new to the team. So was that his name? Yeah. Exactly. Sounds right. If I don't know his name, you know that it was bad. It was Colt McKibbin yeah. at left tackle, Aaron Banks, who then later got hurt, Jake Brendel yeah. at center, John Feliciano, and Spencer Burford. And it got worse than that from there because, like we said, Banks went down. So the cluster injuries are a real thing, and that's scary. Larkin says, brutal, quite brutal indeed. How are we feeling about Brock? He had a bad game, clearly. But you know what? This was also his 24th career game. He got out flummoxed. He was out coached tonight. Like, he was confused, is what I want to say, by the defense. He was confused, and that's going to happen. He's still a young player. Guys, every quarterback has bad games. Brady 
had six games with four interceptions. Okay. Peyton Manning had six games with four interceptions and Peyton Manning had a six interception game. Okay. Montana had a four interception game. Marino had two four interception games and two five interception games. Favre had a six interception game in the playoffs. Right. Drew Brees had two four interception games and a five interception games. This happens to everyone. Just take a deep breath. Yes, he was bad tonight. It only counts as one loss, whether he throws four picks, eight picks, 12 picks. It's it's okay. He can recover next week against Washington. It's fine. So two things I want to make, points I want to make on Purdy. One, I, I think he was certainly taking the Ravens for granted, so to speak. I, I don't know how you want to put it, but he, he wasn't respecting the Ravens. I, I think he, he was treating this like it was a Cardinals defense or some other defense, and he was taking some risky throws that against this defense you can't get away from it. And I, I think he, he will probably make that adjustment knowing how smart he is. He'll make that adjustment next time. That, yeah, this is a defense you can't th- throw late on. This is a defense you can't try to force it in a one-on-one because the ball is probably going to get batted. But then I also feel like in this game – the this type of defense we talked about it this week they disguise everything they yep. confuse everyone yeah this is a defense that that was capable of confusing any quarterback in the league so purdy seeing it for the first time i'm not exactly shocked that he was confused by it. the four interceptions are shocking but as we said this was a lot of bad luck combined with bad play like this was not a four interception bad game it ends up being there. I get it. But this was more like, I, I would say two interceptions, maybe three is how he played. This wasn't like a, he was so God awful. There was no positives, nothing. It was, he played bad. He was confused by some things. Yes. And then every single bounce went against the 49ers. It was just a bad game. Like that's oh, it's okay to say the other team did a good job. The Ravens right. did a good job. They outplayed the 49ers tonight. That is true. hundred percent. Antonio says, I don't even know what to say. Ugly play calling, ugly quarterback play, ugly tackling and ugly O-line play with while the game sucked. I think the team will bounce back. I think that's the, that's my takeaway as well. I will say this other than a couple of big plays to Kittle, the 49ers did not gain the yards after catch that they usually do. The Ravens did it excellent job of tackling there were a couple plays that could have broken big where the ravens just hung on and and made the tackle or slowed the guy down so that other people could come credit the ravens the ravens are a great team they played great they earned it they just they did right longer is what the 49ers like to say i i know we have some super chats to get to but yes you brought up tackling Mm -hmm. i think there needs to be a conversation had about fred warner in the open field tackling I don't know why he can't adjust. He never wraps up. He dives every single time rather than just running through the player. And so it ends up being he's got to bring him down with his arm. And he, it, it's like Bosa said, he comes in like a missile. The problem is he comes in like a missile and only goes for the blowing it up. You know, it's like sometimes you don't need to be the missile. You just need to wrap it up and slow the guy down. He never does. His open field tackling is holding him back like that's if he made every tackle that he should in the open field he would probably be in the defensive player of the year conversation but he is or has been i should say this season abnormally terrible 
terrible in tackling. Well, at the list of 49ers problems, 54 is way down there. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily agree because right now this defense has a major tackling problem, and it starts with him. Andre Garibay says, Kyle started calling the game, started the game calling stupid plays. The O-line got exposed early, and Purdy looked like crap. Four interceptions against a guy like Lamar will get you beat. Lamar creates with his legs and gets guys open. Absolutely. Lamar created with his legs. Again, I don't think the offense was as bad as you people think. They were moving the ball. Brock was throwing picks. That's what would hurt the first drive of the game. Five plays, 74 yards. They go right down the field. What happened at the 15-yard line? Brock throws a pick. That's not Kyle calling stupid plays. That's Brock making a bad play. I I, I don't. I put the so why not run the ball? Because they were running the ball easily. If Kyle Christian knew- McCaffrey had five carries halfway through the second quarter, he had, he was averaging nine yards a carry in the third quarter. Okay, yet he only had like nine carries. Run the ball. It was not out of control yet. It was not a double digit deficit. They I mean, majority of that time at that point. Were you complaining before Brock threw the interception? I was complaining about them not running. I posted right away saying I was shocked that they were coming out passing. But it was working, so why do you care? That's what I, I just think the run-the-ball people are Is saying. Is it working if the guy – like, I understand maybe after the first interception saying, all right, we're going to stay with it because it was working. After the second one, run the damn ball. Well, don't forget – Until they prove they can stop it. They got a field goal on their second drive. Ten plays, 52 yards. Again, right down the field, no problem. Then the Ravens kicked the field goal. And then the Niners threw the pick, but they were moving the ball down the field that time. They hit Kittle for 20 on first down. Second down, McCaffrey ran it, ran it for three yards. Then on second and seven, Purdy hits Debo Samuel for 15 yards and a first down. Then on the next first down, the next play, Brock throws the pick. I don't think the problem was that the pass plays weren't working. The quarterback was throwing it to the other team. All the more reason to run the ball. But what? Like, if they can't stop the run, they why are you going the with the more risky thing? You, of course, you could say after the fact they should have run the ball, but you could say that after every. I said over. it three days ago to you when we talked about pregame. What I expected. All I'm saying is, if Kyle's throwing the ball and it's working, why would you stop? It wasn't working. It was. Your quarterback is off and it was working. Just because they're getting a chunk play doesn't mean it's working overall. Like I said. He, he was only completing 50% of his passes before the second interception. It wasn't like they were consistently moving the ball. It was, all right, here's 25 yards, or here's an incompletion. Like I said it was choppy, but they were going down the field. I, I Again, I'm not going to bang on him. Uh, I thought McCaffrey had, what, 91 yards at halftime? So, like, clearly they were giving him the ball some. On, the, on one of the touchdown drives, he had 65 of the 67 total yards. <laughs> Which is yeah, because he broke a long run down the sideline. Yeah, good. That, that's okay, but the long passes don't count. But only the long runs count. I think that take is the a- long passes count, but so do the interceptions. Yeah, that's why you know. stick with the thing that's not causing the turnovers until the other team proves they can stop it. Because if you look at what another team that runs a very similar offense, they couldn't stop them running either. Either, and they put up thirty-one points on this Ravens defense. Yeah, they didn't throw interceptions. They passed in the game too. I, I just, I think that, I think that we're we're looking back through a different lens. Uh, let's get to some super chats. I Scott, YouTube channel member, says I didn't understand Kyle's game plan. We should have ran more. <laughs> all I could do, all I can say about our defense is thank God there's only one Lamar. 
I thought the defense kept them in the game. I mean, God, going into halftime, they had thrown three interceptions and they were only down four points. The defense did an incredible job in this game. They forced the safety. Now, also part of that was the ref falling down, which, by the way, did you see the video of the ref's face as he realizes he's falling down in the end zone in the middle of the play? He looks he looks miserable in the end zone. I would say half that blame is for Lamar, though. He literally turned around and ran straight backwards right to where the ref is always going to be. It's like the ref can't get out of your way that fast. Why are you turning around and running – that, that, that ball was hiked on, what, like the 12-yard line? And within a second and a half, he was in the end zone. He got pressure early. Bosa was there, Warner was there, and then Chase Young came in at the end uh, the, to force the safety. By the way, if you want to become a YouTube channel member, please do. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. And if you want to pay $4 a month, you get early access to 49ers and 5, our daily news update that comes out every weekday morning. You'll get that as soon as it's done. You won't have to wait till the following day. Uh, OB 149. Before we panic, we started off strong. First pick by Brock was bad, but the other three were a bit unlucky. But concerned that Kyle Shanahan can't come back when down. Number eight had a few tips, but they landed on the ground. But overall, bad. They had a chance. They came out in the third quarter. You score a touchdown there. You are in the lead. You clearly, as bad as they played in the first half, they had the chance there to start the second half, and it just absolutely got away. They go three and out. To start the second half, they gain zero yards on the possession, and the Ravens get the ball touchdown immediately, which is, like, infuriating. And that was the drive, by the way, where Mitch Wisnowski got the penalty. So you set the Ravens up. That drive started at the Niners' 44-yard line. So when you had a chance to take the lead, not only do you not do that, you have a short punt, you give up a long return, and you get a flag to set the Ravens up. And three plays later, they scored a touchdown. It was 23-12. You're still in it. Except what happened on the next play? Brock Purdy, interception. Then the Ravens scored a touchdown after that, and then the game was over. Yeah, game was over at that point. I do want to touch on the one thing that he's hinting at there because they brought it up on the broadcast. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is now, I, I want to say, 0-38. Yes, 0-38. When his team trails by eight or more. like that That's a long enough history. It doesn't bother me. To not be just nothing like there is something inherent to Kyle Shanahan I don't know if it's he's stubborn and he doesn't change things or what it is it doesn't matter you can't just say well he hasn't had good quarterbacks as that stat showed on the broadcast the 49ers are the only team in the NFL since 2017 to not have come back from eight plus down in any game that's the weird part it's not just play right it's not just Oh, they don't have a good record in that situation. Is that they don't have a single one and everybody else does. Right. That's good it, teams, bad teams, right. whatever. It doesn't help the quarterbacks they've had. Yeah. But there is something to Kyle Shanahan as well to this. It doesn't bother me that much. Like Kurt Benkert is online saying, oh, the Niners offense isn't built to come from behind. That makes no sense. The Niners offense can score on literally any play at any time, whether it's a 10-yard pass, a two-yard pass, or a 50-yard pass. How are they not built to come from behind? That's the exact offense you want when you're down. So yeah, I the, the most efficient passing offense in the league is not built to come right. back from being down. Yeah. They haven't done it, and that's fair. But the idea that they're not built to come from behind doesn't doesn't hold any water with me. Wetbridge says every pick in the next draft should be spent on offensive linemen. I agree. I think they will invest there. Uh, Triga says you shouldn't overreact. Yes, but this game definitely changed my confidence level of the team. If they get to the Super Bowl, don't want to make it and lose again. We'll get there. <laughs> Take it one step at a time. 
Yes, they have not played well against the AFC this year. But you know what? They had the best team in 2012 and didn't win the Super Bowl. They had the best team in 2019 and didn't win the Super Bowl. It's one game. Anything can happen in one game. So don't freak out because I got just it's one loss. I get it. It's bad. But take a deep breath. I'm begging you, please. Just write the ship, get the first seed, and then you'll be good because you'll get that rest. And I think the defense definitely needs some rest right now. I agree. hundred percent. Obi-Wan 49 came so close to number eight being down, but his ability to extend plays killed us on defense. Yes, it did. On top of a good field position perspective, one yard away from making it a seven point game, despite the circumstances. That's true. If Darnold scored at the end there in the fourth quarter, like for as bad as they played, it would have been a one score game, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it could have been a one score game. If they scored quick enough, like say Christian McCaffrey scored that rushing yeah. touchdown, uh, it would have been a one-score game with about 2.05 left, and they had all three timeouts. So yep. I think the plan was to kick it off because onside kicks have become – they've been kind of written out. With the, yeah, I would with the rules that they've made, it, it's near impossible. Uh, so I think they would have kicked off at that point and tried to get a three and out, and they would have had the two-minute warning and three timeouts to be able to get the ball back. It, they would have had a chance, but uh, it, with the way they had played, I didn't have any hope. No, neither did I. And thank God, because if they had scored, then it would have been like, why isn't he putting Purdy back in the game? It would have been a whole thing. So, uh, Warlock, I want to address this because he was arguing with me on Twitter, and I appreciate the donation. Thank you very much. You keep saying two things can be true. They lose, and they're still number one in the NFC. Since when is being the best team in the NFC become the goal? I thought. The goal was winning the Super Bowl, not the NFC. It is. But guess what? You can't get to the Super Bowl unless you're the best team in your conference. And when you get to the Super Bowl, it's a one-game matchup. Anything can happen. If the 49ers won and crushed the Ravens today 100 to nothing, they could still lose to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. One just has nothing to do with the other. So them winning this game tonight does not mean, oh, they're the best team in the NFL. They're guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you would have liked to have won it. But the idea that, oh, well, the Niners are not built to be a championship team because they lost to the Ravens tonight, those two things are not, don't compute. Yeah, if the 2007 Giants played the Patriots nine more times, they would lose the next nine. Probably. They would lose to that Patriots team nine times out of ten. But that one time out of ten happened to be the David miracle of a catch to get the 49ers. When they played the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I think if they played 10 times, they probably win seven of those. It, it is what it is. Get it, get into the Super Bowl and, and deal with it. Like they, they can beat any of the teams in the AFC, even though they've been terrible against the AFC. You just never know where things are going to be when you get there. A thousand percent. Exactly right. In one game, anything. I bet they run the ball more if they play them again. Who just knows? Saying. Yeah, I know. But if Brock Purdy fumbles and they should have passed, or if Christian McCaffrey fumbles, they should have passed more, right? Andre says, besides Trent, the line gets punked against good defensive lines. Browns and Ravens punk these guys. It's a problem, but we can't change much now. And horrible tackling. I agree with the offensive line not being good. That's part of the reason why when they get behind, they if they have to straight pass, if it's like a one-score game and they could still run and play action, that's okay. But their offensive line is not good at just straight drop back pass protecting. They're not built to be good in that situation, and they are not good at it. It's the one failure that this front office has made. They, they've built a great roster. I would argue it's the most talented team in the league. But for whatever reason, 
they said, we're not going to draft offensive line. We're not going to sign offensive line unless it's bargain barrel, you know, also ran veterans. Like, just look at uh, Feliciano. They weren't going to utilize him. He was forced to be utilized due to injuries. He's somebody that has starting experience in the NFL. And to me, he's clearly better than Burford. Yeah. He is the starting guard on this team. Why aren't they taking more rolls of the dice on guys like that in free agency? I I just don't I don't get their strategy with the offense. It's been their MO ever since they drafted McGlinchey. It was like they drafted McGlinchey. Hey, we used a top ten pick on offensive line. We don't ever have to address the offensive line again. <laughs> like, well, they did when they acquired Trent Williams, right? That's addressing I guess that came after, yeah. And They've spent big in the past. They gave Weston Richburg a huge contract. Now, it didn't work out because he got hurt. But they invested in the offensive line with him. They went out and got Alex Mack. So, like, it's weird. At Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. And you're right. When it was a clear need, you felt like they could have done more this offseason for sure. Nicholas Parra says, credit to the Ravens. They were the better team on all sides. And pass-happy Shanahan happened. 0-48 now when trailing by eight or more in the third. We're a front-running team. The offensive line isn't built for that. Yeah, that doesn't like I think this team is not going to be in a position where they're trailing by eight or more going into the fourth quarter that often. So, uh, again, and I think that, like, just because they haven't done it yet doesn't mean they can't ever do it. That's another thing that, I, you know, it's is it disturbing that they haven't done it yet. Sure. But that doesn't mean that they can't do it next week. Right. Like and if they do it next week, what will, what will people say? Oh, it's only against Washington. Right. Doesn't count. Like, so I just think they can't win for losing. I mean, if they get down by eight to one good lord i don't know if you you saw but but sam howell was something like i think he was like five of 20 with two interceptions or three interceptions like yeah he got benched horrendous again. yeah like, that that team they were already bad but they've clearly quit like they're they're in off-season mode already good so there's no excuses next week which means you go into the final week playing the rams you gonna win, be. you get the number one seed. <laughs> going to be a fun one. Uh, Sinan says, Brock Purdy gave me Jimmy G vibes. Hate to be a German fan because it's almost 6 a.m. and I have to go to work now. Going to be a fun shift. Hashtag still believing, though. Brock was just, he was under pressure, and he just wasn't quite as sharp tonight as he usually was. The passes were a little off. That helped him get tipped. Ball got in the air. Kyle Williams made some plays. That's how it goes. It was not a fun night, for sure. But none of my... I'm not rocked to my foundation. My my bedrock opinions on the 49ers and their players this year have not changed because of this one game. To me, it was, all right, first one, 100% on Purdy. Second one, 0% on Purdy. That's just bad luck to me. Like, it's a screen that the guy gets to bat up, and it goes to the one player that was going to be in the area for the Ravens, right? The third one, I would say... Yes, it's a bad throw, but it should not have been intercepted. It hit Kittle. It hit Kittle. <laughs> it, but it got batted up in the air, bounced off his body, right to the player. I'm not saying Kittle should have caught it. It was a bad throw. He's covered. It was never to be complete. It's a holy crap, I can't, can't believe he made that type of interception. The fourth one, that, that one to me is also just, you got bad luck there. I hate this one. It, but, <laughs> well, the fifth one is just Darnold being Darnold. And it's a fourth down. He's got to force it, right? But, like, it's – if you look at the box score, you go, oh, bubble burst on Purdy. It's over. If you watch to the game, you go, yeah, it wasn't a good game. 
a game that should have been like two interceptions and nobody's panicking, but it was just horrendous luck that turned it into four, right? That, that's how and I felt. Though I'll just it's, point a, it's a weird to say, I know, and I don't like saying, well, it wasn't really four interceptions, but having three passes, three interceptions, one where your arm gets hit as you're throwing, and two that get put into the air right to a defender. Having three of those in the same game, that's crazy. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, kind of a fluky circumstance. I still put it on Brock. You threw four picks. You put the ball in harm's way enough to to where that could happen. I'm, I'm again, I want to be fair. I want to grade him. If it was Jimmy, I would have crushed Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I put the blame on Brock. Uh, I want to be as if he was possible. to be graded, it would be like a D minus. F. He's going to get an F in my grades tomorrow. Uh, JCG 1987 says I take responsibility Spoiler. for the loss. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be really upset about that, too. <laughs> uh, took a whiz after the game and noticed my 49ers wedding ring on the windowsill. The one I wore during the streak. Wait, did you? First of all, did you not have your wedding ring on? So that's no good, JCG. You got to do what you got to do for the team. You're telling me you had the wedding ring off and they lost tonight? I think number one on the list to blame is JCG 1987. What are you yeah, doing? Totally affects things, but I I, I got to ask, like, how do you not know that, like, your ring's not on? I'm like, my ring off occasionally. Like, if I go outside and my plant, I take my ring off because... I have to climb ladders sometimes and stuff, and it's a fall risk. You're not supposed to wear them. I could literally strip my finger down to the bone. So I take it off, and I put it in my pocket. And I will say, yeah, I haven't gotten it back on immediately after my shift. some point in the next few hours I go, where I go, and I go, wait, my hand doesn't feel right. Oh, that's right. My ring's right. in my pocket. You, should, you think you would figure that out? Antonio says calling sprint outs every other play is bad play calling. Uh Gerardo H says leaving the stadium wasted an amazing energy. Yeah, it seemed like it was a pretty cool vibe there, but hey, it's hey, tough, at least man. you stuck it's to the end. That's true. Obi Wan says offense was able to move the ball. What's concerning when there's adversity and other aspects, snowballs, tackling, penalties, turnovers. Saw this in the three loss streak. Well, yes, I agree with you, Obi Wan 49. I agree. Usually, when a team loses, this is the stuff that happens, right? Bad penalties, turnovers. I, I, they're, they're correlated, you know, like this is, we see this as a common thing in losses. When you do these things and you make these mistakes, you don't win these games. Yeah. Let's talk about penalties were another bad aspect of this game. They were not only, it's not, you know, not all penalties are created. These were 
really poorly timed as well as just really penalties. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a, oh, oh you got a, you got a hold. You know, they finally decided to call one because there's holding on every play. No, it's all right. I'm going to false start. Things are already, you know, <laughs> nose diving. I, I'm going to have a bounce by a freaking punter. Like it was just undisciplined is the way I think you put this game. It was undisciplined offensively because of turnovers. It was undisciplined defensively because of all the missed tackles and picks. Ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Ten penalties for 102 yards for the 49ers tonight. That You can't give Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense 102. You can't give them more than a football field's worth of yards and turn the football over five times and expect to win. Uh, Matthew Raleigh says, turned it off after the third pick, a big spot and an underwhelming performance by Purdy and Shanahan. Can't wait to lose in the championship again. <sighs> Matthew, I understand you're hurting, but one does not affect the other. Whether the Niners won by 100 tonight or lost by 100 tonight, it doesn't affect what happens in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl if the 49ers happen to make it. They were on a six-game losing streak. They've only lost four games all year long. They have the best record in the NFC. I get that tonight hurts. I get it. I'm hurting too. I wanted to win. This team drove me to drink tonight. I'm not celebrating drinking this beer. I'm drinking because they were hideously bad. But but even with the loss, they still control their fate in the NFC playoffs. They can still get the bye. They still have all the tiebreakers. They have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. They have the tiebreaker over the Cowboys. They have the tiebreaker over the Lions. None of that has changed. So just keep that in mind when we have to eat this crap burger all week long, and we will, believe me. The only point to linger from this game in my mind is whatever injuries. That yeah. That's the lingering question. How they played tonight, look, the Things, things will change. They looked cr like crap against the Bengals. They went into the bye week, and guess what? They came out looking like the best team the league has seen in the last decade. You know, like they came out just boat racing. Mm -hmm. Good teams. So can they turn it around? Absolutely. Will they? I, like, I have faith they will. But... At the same time, you think this team looks like a team that very much is tired and needs a break. Yeah, I would agree. They need the bye week for sure, probably more than anybody else. Ray Lee says running the ball is the bread and butter of this team, and Christian McCaffrey was gashing them early on, average six-plus yards a carry. Jay says Kyle was in his own head today, not going for the tie and kicking a meaningless extra point. Tells me he was overthinking today. I agree with you, Jay. I said at the time they should have gone for two. What the hell does kicking the extra point get you? You're still losing. You make the extra point, you miss the extra point. You're still losing. Go for two. What happens if you don't get it? You're still losing. I, to me, it was dumb. Go for two. But Kyle's going to Kyle. And that's not the reason they lost today. So, you know, that's way, way, way down on my list of grievances. You know, I did some stat, and I've been wanting to bring it up, but it's just never kind of come into conversation over the last week and a half since I noticed it. Would you agree that Kyle has been a little more aggressive this season on fourth down? Yes. Do you know the 49ers are by far 
the lowest in the league in terms of attempts on fourth down? Yes, they have nine, including tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Which... By far the worst. I was shocked. I would have agreed he's been more aggressive, but having eight through the first 14 weeks and now nine through 15 weeks, then can't be that aggressive. Well, I don't think they've needed to. Well, that's true. They've been up in a lot of games, so you don't need to. But Carlos M says, can you give us the pressure rate stats from tonight? I'm sorry, Carlos. I can't right now. I don't know that those are out yet. Lots if, of it. I haven't seen them. But yeah, Brock was under pressure a lot. And I didn't think Lamar was under pressure that much. JCG 1987, you traitor. I haven't forgotten about your ring fiasco, JCG. Notice how Levi's was still making noise until the last minute. Can't say the same knows. about the link or AT&T. Yeah, okay, great. Congratulations. Nicholas Parr says, no one will remember this if we win our last two games and make it to the Super Bowl and we face the Ravens again. LOL, I'll take it, but we must win the big game. Exactly right, Nicholas, 100%. They go on to win the Super Bowl, go on to get the number one seed, everyone's going to say whatever. It's going to be the like, oh, like the Eagles game in 94 when the Niners got blown out and Steve Young got benched. That's what it's going to be. Everything is still there for the 49ers. It's all in front of them still, despite the loss. I, I will disagree on one aspect. And of course, here I'm nitpicking. No one will remember if they make it to the Super Bowl and face the Ravens again. That's all anybody's going to bring up. Well, you know what he meant, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what he you meant. You know how it's going to be, though, all week. Oh, the last time they play. Oh, can the 49ers actually beat them? Oh, I don't think the Niners are actually capable. The Ravens are a nightmare matchup for the 49ers. Blah, let's, blah, blah. Let's get into some nitty gritty. Jason Verrett got inserted into this game over Ambry Thomas, who Ambry Thomas, who's been playing great, right? And yet they put Jason Verrett in the game. He gives up a touchdown catch. Kyle Shanahan said Ambry Thomas has a hamstring injury, which is partially why Verrett was in the slot later in the game. But Shanahan said the plan was to work Jason Verrett in the game, regardless of how he's performed in practice. Oh, regardless, excuse me. The plan was to work Verrett in the game, regardless, based on how he's performed in practice. Kyle. What the hell are we doing with Jason Verrett? My God, like Ambry Thomas has done nothing but reward you all year long. Now, all of a sudden you're going to put Jason Verrett in who hasn't been playing for anybody all year coming off another major injury. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I kind of get what he's saying there. He's saying that basically Verrett needed some game action. He was on practice squad all year with, uh, I think, Houston. And then... He basically was a free agent for a couple of weeks. Now he's been on practice squad. He needed some game action. And I think they were prepping so that if there's an injury, it's not all right. You know, we're screwed here because we didn't get him any game action. However, I don't think it was necessarily a good time to do so. Right. You don't do that against the Ravens in a big game. Right. Exactly. It's like, all right, if an injury happens early next week, that's how the dice rolls. But at the end of next week, guess what? I would give Verrett some time on the field. Uh, good news, maybe. Nick Wagner reports Trent Williams wanted to go back in the game, according to Kyle. Medical personnel advised against it. Williams will have an MRI on his injured groin on Tuesday to determine its severity. I feel like Trent Williams, he always gets banged up during the year. I always feel like he's banged up at the end of the year, too. A couple of years ago against the Rams, remember, he was banged up and he gutted it out and he said he shouldn't have played. That's a huge huge problem for the 49ers if Trent Williams is compromised in any way because if he's compromised, their offensive line stinks. They're not going to be able to run the ball as well as they normally can. That's a scary injury. That is a huge injury to monitor this week. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to go back in this game if I'm being honest though because he he stayed in uniform. 
I don't think it was that serious of an injury. I think the way the game went is why he wasn't going back in. Time will tell, but I think a lot of how this game ended with the injuries was the way the game went. And I think you saw that because there was one interesting point that my initial reaction was, wow, he gave up. And then I thought about it. I was like, eh, I don't really blame him. Kyle Shanahan could have called a timeout after Sam Darnold got sacked and try and have like a minute and 50 seconds. Instead, he let the clock run all the way down. And then there was the false start. And they said, San Francisco has elected to call a timeout. And he cusses out a ref. He's like, no, I didn't. To ensure the 10 second runoff happens instead of getting the timeout. So clearly Kyle's like, yeah, we have no onside kick and what tying this game or any of that i'm giving up i want to go in the locker room because there's been too many injuries and i don't want to make anything worse well and i also think he thought hey if we score here i need the three timeouts to stop the clock on defense to get the ball back so he did not want to use a timeout on offense matthew rally says purdy equals romo shanahan equals marty schottenheimer we're just we are just trolling for for outrage there matthew First of all, I don't think Marty Schottenheimer ever even made a Super Bowl. So I don't know necessarily that you want to equate Marty Schottenheimer with Kyle Shanahan. So there you go. Uh, Romo and Purdy, like that to me is a compliment. Romo was a really good quarterback. If Brock Purdy ends up being as good as Tony Romo, that's a win for the 49ers. Like I I know Romo has his haters. That's a win to me. It's the last pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, Romo definitely was not clutch. The man... And panicked on the line multiple times in the playoffs. But at the same time, he was, you know, a 4,000 plus yard passer and 30 plus touchdowns, what, like five times? So the 49ers haven't seen either one of those since 2000. That's the thing. By the way, Purdy did go over 4,000 yards on the season. So he has the first 4,000 yard season in 23 years. I know nobody gives two shits about that right now. <laughs> uh, Purdy also hit his over on passing yards for the game, which Michelle and I told you to take on Friday. The last completion, I think it was 254 and a half. And the last completion he had gave him 255. I'm just saying, I know nobody can. Oh, really? But it was very, very close. Uh, so the post game injuries, I'm trying to look and see if I found a list. I know Aaron Banks' injury was a toe. Trent Williams was a groin, Jalen Moore, concussion, Ambry Thomas, hamstring, and Brock's injury is officially a stinger, which is what he had last week, remember, against the Cardinals. So, again, that's not fun. Those stingers can linger a little bit. Um, So, yeah, the Niners are banged up coming out of this one for sure. Yeah, so that's two weeks in a row that Brock has had a stinger. They said in the broadcast it's the stinger that he had last week. That's why he was kept out. It was a 21-point game with, what, seven and a half. Two. There was no such thing as a benching. If, you, if you're if you wanting to try to make that a thing, just shut the heck up. Right. Because it benched. It was due to the injury and the game situation that it was not worth, worth uh, more injury. And you could say, oh, well, he was cleared. Yeah, it's still a stinger that he's had in back-to-back weeks. You put him in and it gets hit and you go, oops. It wasn't a stinger because we just did a 30-second diagnosis on the sideline. It's not an MRI. Like, if they put him back in this game and then he gets hit and he actually damages the shoulder, everybody would have come for Kyle Shanahan. How could you have put him back in this game? Blah, 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 blah. But now there's there's some people out there wanting to try to say, oh, did he get benched? No. No. 
I agree. And this whole like, oh, did you see that seed by Sam Darnold? Look at that throw. Yes, Sam Darnold throws harder than Brock Purdy. Like, this is not new information. Again, I saw people tweeting, oh, Brock, Sam, Sam Darnold will cook in this offense. Based on what exactly? That he throws the ball harder? That he can occasionally make a pretty throw? Like, what are we talking about? So the whole the whole thing was ridiculous. Uh, let's get to more Super Chats. Obi-Wan says, I'm superstitious and kind of glad the streak is over. To win the Super Bowl, they would have had to win, had a 12-game winning streak, which is difficult. Just probability-wise, also no more MVP distraction. Uh, NW, put your heads down and get the number one seed. What's N- I don't know what NW means, but maybe now, put your heads down and get the number one seed. Yeah. And they, you know, again, win two games. Beat the, the sad sack commanders next week in Washington, mm-hmm. early body clock game, and beat the Rams at home to end the year. And you get the number one seed, and everything you want is still there. And you could just watch. Everyone's going to be trashing the 49ers this week, tomorrow especially. They're going to be trashed if they stink. They're not a juggernaut, blah, blah, blah. Niners get the number one seed in the first round by. Look who everyone's going to pick to win the Super Bowl. I'm just telling you now, it's going to be San Francisco. And look who Vegas will pick to win the Super Bowl. It's going to be San Francisco. So, again, you're going to have to eat it this week. This week is going to suck. That's okay. Let them talk. It matters not what they say after week 16, okay? It matters what they say after week 21 or whatever the hell it is by the time you get to the Super Bowl. Just sit there and be quiet this week because your team got humbled. Last two weeks of the season, win the two games, you'll be good. And 49er fans should be rooting for the Rams this next week. I'm trying to get the NFL standings pulled up for myself to see the exact situation. But if I'm not mistaken... The Rams could be in a situation where they've all but locked up the playoffs going into the final week. The Rams are eight and seven now. They're sixth seed in the NFC, right? But you have the Falcons and the Saints that are seven and eight. The Vikings, the Packers that are seven and eight. If they were to lose, the the Rams could be in a situation where they're a game up, or the two games, but they could be a game up on those teams and the tiebreaker against them because the Rams have a good in a lot of their losses are to the AFC and that would mean they could go into the last week there is a scenario who's going to nothing to play for they are locked into a wild card and having to go to a division winner and they might even look at it and go hey we would rather not play the 49ers and if they lose this we're going to be lined up to play them as the division winner Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. I'm not going to sit. It, it I know is if you're the Rams, would you rather play? have to play like the Eagles or the 49ers? To me, you would rather avoid the 49ers, wouldn't you? I think the Rams could easily say, hey, last time we played them in the playoffs, we beat them. So we're not scared of the big bad 49ers. Who knows? Um, but just handle your business next week. Handle your business next week. Uh, JCG says 113 yards for Brandon Ayuk, 126 for Kittle, 103 rush yards for Christian McCaffrey. Last week, I think you were crazy if you told me the 49ers lost with those numbers. Yeah, but a lot of them were crap garbage time numbers, especially Ayuk. For him to have over 100 yards in that game, he was a ghost early on in that game. You couldn't find Brandon Ayuk in the game. Yeah, he was having some good run blocks, which is awesome. But you know what? We pay you to catch the ball and get open. And you want number one wide receiver money? Where the hell were you, 11? Where were you? I'm pretty sure he had at least 60 of those yards with Sam Darnold. 
because he had the big long catch and run, and then he had catches right. with Sam Darnold. So a lot of those were in kind of mop up, whatever you want to call it, soft coverage in a game prevent yeah, crap. So yeah. I, I get his overall point though. If you if you told me yesterday that Brandon Ayuk would go over a hundred, Christian McCaffrey would go over a hundred, and Kittle would go over a hundred. And the 49ers would get their asses handed to them. I would have been shocked. I would have been like, there's no way. You would have said, how many turnovers did they have? And if I told you nothing else from the game except Brock Purdy had four picks, you would have said, there's no way they're winning. You're not wrong. By the way, uh, I I see here Kyle Shanahan was asked about Purdy not going back in. He said uh, he was asked on whether or not Brock Purdy could have gone back in. And he said, possibly. I didn't even ask. Because he knew. He knew. I know he's a stinger. Right. He had a bad stinger. I didn't want him going back in and ready for next week. Exactly. Because then that's the proper perspective that Kyle should have. Just like he said before this game, we're not changing our schedule. And everybody can get mad at me because you want to, you know, you want to be with your family at Christmas morning or whatever. But everybody stayed at the team hotel last night. And Kyle said, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at me. That's fine. He was willing to take that on because it was the right decision for the team. And I agree with him not putting Brock in that game tonight. It's the right decision for the team. Why put him back in in an 18-point game or 21-point game or whatever the hell it was when he's already been banged up? You are you got a Swiss cheese offensive line with Joe Schmo starting at right guard or right tackle or whoever. No, no. That's what you put Sam Darnold in there for, to take those blows and be that tackling dummy. And if he happens to make a couple passes, yay. Kyle was 100% right not to put Brock in that game. And to our, our listeners and watchers, sign me 2-9 says cheers to that brisk by life. I got me some 18-year-old Jameson about Ooh. liquor, so I drink it because after tonight, you deserve it. I, I, I just had to kind of help you there and go Twitch people. Shout out to the Twitch people. Don't yeah, try since to you had ignored them for almost 52 minutes, you know. Yeah, don't try to cozy up to them now. They still hate your guts and rightfully so. Nicholas Parra says, that's what I meant in 11. They will only remember this game if we face the Ravens in the Super Bowl. At that point, it's a bad loss. Regroup and finish. That's true. If they face any other team in the Super Bowl, I mean, it might get talked about, their record against the AFC this year, but it just doesn't matter. It's a one-game scenario. Anything can happen with any teams in one game. The Chiefs lost to the Raiders today. Like, yeah, it's not a thing. When the Raiders didn't go passing yard past the first quarter. Did you see that? What was that? The, you you the cut out. Raiders literally didn't complete a after the first quarter, and yet they still won. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Against I, I will say this. Yeah, I will say this. I would much rather have a uh, rematch against the Ravens than the Chiefs in terms of them talking talking points. I I don't want replays of the previous Super Bowl. No thing. Thank you. Oh, well. Yeah, that's game. no fun. Uh, shout out to our new YouTube channel member, Pitts Racing. We appreciate you. If you want to become a YouTube channel member, it's less than $2 or $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. Please support the channel. Become a YouTube channel member. I will love you forever. If you want, I will give you a follow on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Vish always makes me include that. Poor Vish is struggling to watch the game. He's on vacation in India right now. And he's like, I'm trying to watch the game. I can't see it. And then meanwhile, the Niners are getting their ass kicked. Well, that's what he gets for going on vacation during the season. Like, 
<laughs> Who can I, I see I this? Sit in a hotel. <laughs> right. Frank Milton says, I can't stand Kyle's sorry ass. Like, we're really going to bash Kyle Shanahan again. They're 11 and four. Like, he's not going to win every game. <laughs> like, I, I just, oh man, I get that there's anger and you're, you're mad at the team because they make you feel this way on Christmas. And I get it. They hurt you. So you want to hurt them, but just take a deep breath. That's all I'm asking tonight. It's Christmas. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. So, uh, Brisk by Life says on Twitch that I butchered his name. Brisby Life. Brisby Life. Yes. Oh, okay. I saw earlier that he said he lives in Brisbane. I thought I was. It's hard to follow the chat and talk. So I maybe it was somebody else who said they lived in Brisbane. So I thought it was Briss by Life because he's saying he lives in Brisbane. No, nope, you're okay, wrong. It's Brisby. You're terrible with Twitch. They hate. Well, if it makes you feel better, you are far from alone in people who I butchered their name. <laughs> absolutely sometimes i butcher the names too i'm not gonna lie but again as i said earlier as we wrap it up here you're just gonna have to eat it this week everyone's gonna talk oh they're not the big bad 49ers we thought they were so good they're not so good and some people are gonna say see they haven't been good all year they're gonna give you those takes they are absolutely gonna give you those takes brock purdy's not good brock purdy's never been any good jason lockon fora tweeted oh brock purdy looks like someone who's been in a bunch of games with a big lead and i wrote back to him yeah he didn't just parachute into those games in the third quarter. He was the reason why they had the big lead in those games. But just take it. Just know that that is coming this week. Just let people talk. It doesn't matter what they say after week 16. It does not matter. You got two games left. You win them both. You get the number one seed. And you are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. The favorite to win the Super Bowl. Even with this loss, as bad as it was. That's what you need to focus on. Keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> and Bender Rodriguez says, some people don't remember the Tom Sula era. And all I got to say is, yeah, that's the way we like it. I don't want to remember that era. Thank you very much. And sign me to nine on Twitch. See, the Twitch audience always comes through. The last six straight wins the Niners had have been by at least 12 points. That's another yeah. thing. Like They said that was the first, first team ever. Right. Like you, you want to hate on Kyle Shanahan. Where were you for the last six weeks? I didn't hear any complaints about Kyle Shanahan. Then he loses one game and now he's trash. Like, no, I'm not going to stand for that. Matthew Raleigh says no Kyle and Purdy are not going to win every game. Would be nice not to choke away a big game or big spot. Just once you will lose to the Rams in week 18. Well, hold on, hold on. First of all, They've won nine straight against the Rams in the regular season. Second of all, they had a chance to clinch a playoff spot. They won that game. They clinched a playoff spot. They had a chance to clinch the division. They won that game. They clinched the division. Let's not act like they choke away every game with stuff on the line. Like, that's just not true. Again, this loss hurts, but they still can clinch the number one seed. And if they do that, are you going to say that they choke away every big game? I'm old enough to remember a, a game at the end of the season with the division on the line that the 49ers won by one inch against Seattle. Or how about week 18 against the Rams to get into the playoffs in the first place on the road, they went down and they won that game. So perspective, let's be, let's be honest and realistic about what has happened and what can still happen. I think we have to do that tonight. Shout out to Robert, new YouTube channel member. Yeah. The new YouTube channel member fist pump. Watch out. You'll get a you'll stinger in that shoulder. I know. You know what? I have a bad shoulder anyway. I have two bad shoulders. So I'm trying to search quickly before any other um, 
before we wrap up here on his way out of the locker room, Nick Bosa went out of his way to note how much he appreciated so many 49ers fans for staying until the end. He thought the Levi atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Okay, great. Congratulations. Um, I'm not seeing any other massive quotes. Trent Williams declined a group interview, but said, I'm good. I know you want to ask me about the injury. I'll be all right. That doesn't sound good. Matt, to me, that sounds good. Yeah. He said, I'll be all right. I'm good. If he was truly badly hurt, he would just avoid it. Maybe, but he also avoided the media altogether, you know. He declined the group interview, though. He didn't want any questions, didn't want any follow-up questions. Would you want to answer questions about this game? Hey, that's part of the gig, man. Good, bad, or ugly. You're an offensive tackle. When you're you're the best (laughs) offensive tackle in the league, it absolutely is. Um, But anyway, I just, I'm, I hear you. Deep breaths, everybody. It is okay. I think the Niners will be just fine. I still think the Niners are going to get the number one seed in the NFC. Now, if they don't get the number one seed, I'd be a little more worried, 100%. But I mean, if they lose next week, then I'll I'll bring the torches out. Right. If you lose to Washington, like that's fair. That is fair. But let's wait until that happens, until we get the torches and pitchforks. Keep them in the closet for now. That's all I'm saying. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We appreciate you. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're just joining us, we do this after every single 49ers game, the Instant Reaction Podcast. We have a five-minute 49ers news update that comes out every weekday morning to get you up to date on everything you need to know, injuries, post-game comments, interviews from radio stations, everything to keep you up to date on the Niners. And we're live on YouTube every single weekday as well. Levin, thank you for joining from a hotel on Christmas. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure some do. You, I'm not so much. <laughs> not so up. sure. You're Thank probably you, sitting everybody. there going, ah, can he just not show up one of these times? Look, I'll keep all the super chats. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, Jason- I wasn't going to say the exact reason, but sure. <laughs> Jason Aponte and I will be live tomorrow on YouTube. We'll have, uh, uh, you know, we'll do Bully Ball. That's our normal Tuesday show. So don't worry. We're going to be up and running. God, that threw me off. I was like, Oh, Jason's going to do Monday show with you. Yeah, no, it's Tuesday tomorrow. We'll be there with you. Don't worry, everybody. Happy holidays. Thank you. And Kevin, with the comment of the night, the journey has some bumps, but the goal is still in sight. We'll be with you. Don't go anywhere. Like and subscribe, baby. We love you, everybody. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.